0: opportunity to speak with Chess, Tara, and AJ of The Wandering Hearts over Zoom video. Chess, Tara, and AJ were all born in different parts of the UK and had completely different journeys in music. We hear from each and every one of them about where they were born and raised and how they got into music and the fascinating story how they all kind of came together from different backgrounds. Tara and AJ were from more of the band singer-songwriter background, playing different gigs, and they ended up meeting each other through mutual friends. But Chess was more from the performing arts world, the musical theater world, but she was turned on to AJ and Tara through a mutual friend. They all got together, and they talk about just this crazy energy that happened when they all were in the same room together. it kept drawing them back together, and that's eventually how Wandering Hearts was formed. They tell us this wild story about how they put up a recording of their practice. I think it was maybe just a song or two on SoundCloud. And within 26 minutes, they knew exactly. 26 minutes later, they get contacted by their manager. Their still current manager who's super legit. They thought he was like a predator or something. They're like, this is fake, but ended up being super legit. And that's kind of what launched their career. Just this early, early recording of one of their practices. We hear all about the success of the record, Wild Silence, playing with Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks, where they were when the pandemic hit. They're actually here in the United States, gearing up to play South by Southwest, which is a total bummer. So we hear all about that and their brand new record as well. You can watch our interview with The Wandering Hearts on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with the wandering hearts. I'm Adam, and this podcast is all about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the new record you have coming out, what, in a couple of weeks now.
1: Mm, That's cool. Yeah, very cool.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, are you all from the same part of or are you all from London or no?
1: No, we're, we're not. We're not all from the same place, nor do we live near each other anymore, because uh, post pandemic, everyone has left London. Okay. And, um, so I'm I was born in um, the, the Lake District, which is the north of north of England and grew up in the Midlands. And now I live just outside London in a place called Essex.
0: Okay. How long did you, were you moving around quite a bit or did you move like in college, for college or. or? Um,
1: no. So my dad's from the States. Um, and oh. he got a job, um, in, in a really pretty place called the Lake district um and then he fell in love with my mum which worked out well for me um and uh yeah so he got a job uh just anywhere that would take a uh, wayfaring american um and somewhere at <laughs> birmingham which i don't know maybe felt familiar to him um yeah he got a job in birmingham so um so yeah so lived there and um it was a cool cool place to grow up um and then as you get into music, I think everyone just moves nearer London, you know, okay. it's like you kind of go, okay, this is the epicenter of music. Um, so yes, I then made my way nearer where I could get work. Cool. <laughs> so, club, so near yeah. London.
0: It was. Where, where in the States is your, is your dad from?
1: He's from upstate New York. Oh, okay. So um, cool. I mean, basically Canada.
0: Sure. <laughs> right. It's super close there.
1: But yeah, yeah.
0: Well, how did you get into music? What was the first instrument you learned?
1: Um, the first, I mean, I started singing before I was doing anything else. So okay. before I was um, so, yeah, I would sing all of the time. And um, then, you know, I wasn't the kid that was shy of singing. They'd say, will you sing? And I'd say, yeah. And then um, and then it would come to the end of all of the songs I knew. And so I would just start making up songs. So I started songwriting young. Okay. Um, not sure it was very good, but it was committed. Um and then um, and then piano. Um so yeah and just yeah played but didn't didn't love it as a kid. Like you know kind of didn't didn't love the formality of the kind of piano lessons that I guess oh, that sure. you would do. But um getting the older scales and, and
0: all that fun stuff. Yeah.
1: I was a poor student where like the actual having to dedicate you know being bad at something I just I was at that age where I wanted to do stuff I was good at. Uh um and i didn't want to do the stuff i wasn't good at so i I wasn't good at modes um and i wasn't good at scales but um but singing and like just chords i was fine at. so um i know it's always there so yeah i love that yeah because i couldn't
0: um, where did that come from
1: (laughs) (laughs) just gonna bring it in at any point just uh, to punctuate this uh i love that
0: Very cool. Okay. Well, uh, how about you, AJ? Where were you born and raised?
2: Um,
0: well, I was I was born in
2: uh, in Germany. Actually, uh, oh, my wow. dad was in the was in the army uh, when I was born, um, and he was just leaving basically. So he left the um, he left the army and Germany about six weeks after I was born, and then they moved to kind of near London. Actually, very just outside of London, and we lived there till I was about ten. Mm-hmm. and then we moved to bristol which is quite close to where i have returned okay. um folks still live quite close um but yeah during the pandemic uh, my wife and i we we came out to uh, we kind of got stuck with my parents actually for three and a half months we okay thought, uh, we thought <laughs> we'd uh, pack a suitcase for two weeks we're like yeah we should get out of london while this is all hotting up right and, uh, we got there and then the news came about like we had a lockdown here and uh but it did make us rethink a lot of stuff about being in the city. You know, it it did used to mean like when I was like when we were all probably like a bit younger, like it was the place you had to go for jobs. Like, you know, we, we loved to perform. There were auditions, you know, we like we kind of all did different things and stuff. And, it, you know, with music, you know, the music business is there and going to meetings and going to gigs and putting on gigs. It just for a long time, I think it seemed like it was an essential part of like trying to make a go at at the kind of the career but with the world we've woken up to actually and especially like i think with where we've kind of like fortunately been able to get to with recording albums and then doing tours we kind of went well actually yeah when we tour we kind of just tour and the rest of the time you know we get together when we get together and do our thing Mm -hmm. but um we don't need to be in london anymore so uh yeah we 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 found a place during the um just after the lockdown, I managed to manage to kind of move out here to the West Country.
0: Oh wow! Okay, because now you don't really need to be what you can. Uh, there's a photo of your, on your Instagram, I think, of every, you're all in Zoom, I believe, or there's a <laughs> Zoom picture. Uh, is it just like because now you can just do that, right, for writing sessions and everything yeah. else?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not the same, you know, especially for writing. But you know, we've obviously we've had to make it work, mm-hmm. um, and that by doing that, you kind of go. This is easier in some ways because we don't all have to get on a train for 200 miles. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, like you do miss that kind of everybody in real time in a room, like mm-hmm. going, here's my dude, and here's my dude, and here's my idea. Right, and right. It's just, just kind of like measure each other, isn't it? Like with, without lag and uh, all being in a room, as we discovered lately when we got together again for the first time in a while.
0: Was it different yeah. in person again, like shaking the rust off a little bit or no?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, like just feeling it, like just feeling the difference of that is, is, mm-hmm. is massive.
0: Do you feel like when you write on zoom, it's more like you have to come prepared and more like business, like you have to be like, there's not as much as like, Oh, Hey, and like, you know, kind of chatting and, and doing other things where like you get on zoom and it's like, okay, I have my uh, here's my idea. Like, let's uh, hammer this out, and it's not as much just like chatting. Or
2: what do you What do you think? The, do you think? What do you think? Do you think it's the? I, I, I kind of think sometimes it it depends.
0: But like, I guess you guys have sometimes... known each other for so long. It wouldn't be that weird.
1: <laughs> we I think some sometimes I think when you're in like when we're in a writing session, uh, you know, and we're in a room together, the writing session genuinely like generally finishes when the song's finished, or we've kind of got like a good plan in place and we've mm-hmm. got something there. Um, but what happens with Zoom is it's like, if we don't really get the ball rolling pretty quick, you can end up like leaving and you haven't lived with the song long enough. So I feel like, you know, if you're really on it in a Zoom session, you're like, right, let's get some stuff recorded. It's great. But if not, it can be like, cool, we'll have a four hour Zoom call. Um, we spend two hours talking about, you know, the weather or you know (laughs) what we've done or politics or whatever is the thing then like two hours like playing around with an idea of a song and if you're not careful you leave going oh god they're lovely um i don't think we've got a song there whereas like you wouldn't when you when you've traveled up to me it's not a four hour session you can write a song in four hours but if it takes 12 hours you take the 12 hours but i think in zoom it's that's what i think i think it's like so you get a bit more of a get out of jail free card, which can be a good thing and a bad thing, I
0: think. Sure, sure. I Jesse would imagine even. though, if you're writing with somebody else that you didn't know, maybe it's a little bit more straightforward. But if you guys are, I mean, you all know each other, you've been in a band for a long time and it's more of, yeah, you can talk whatever for a, an hour or two and then, uh-oh, we're supposed to write a song.
3: <laughs> really yeah, no it definitely it definitely feels like that and even like we co-write quite a lot and even with the people we co-write they're like an extension of the band they're like okay. an extension of us so it's it's pretty much the same thing it does we it does the same thing and like like the guy said it's sometimes it is just turns into like a 4 hour therapy ses- session about something um and we don't get a song out of it but that is essentially what a lot of sessions can be like even in person you know you go in and you chat 2 hours and Sometimes you get sung out of it and sometimes you don't. But on Zoom, it's a bit more like, right, OK, like we need to... You have to kind of focus a little bit harder after that because mm-hmm. when you're in the room, things just kind of spark naturally and you just sure. bounce off each other. Whereas on Zoom, it's a bit more static and you kind of have to go... Ah right, okay. Anything we've talked about like sparked anything for anyone?
0: <laughs> right, right. Okay, here's here's my chord. I have okay. I started this and then maybe chatter yeah. and then yeah, I, let's yeah. go back to this.
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: exactly. That's funny. Well, AJ, how did you get into music? I'm gonna come to you, Chess, Don't worry. Real quick. Yeah. But... yeah no, <laughs> wow. Well,
2: um. Well, apparently, um, I I my folks played me a load of music from when I was really little. Um, but my they my nan and my parents were said like I was singing songs when I was like one. Wow. Life. And they, that was just a weird little kitty. But then I, I was very shy. I realized as I got older, when I was a teenager, I used to sing to myself and for myself for like, you know, for pleasure and sing with choirs when I was a little kitty, and everyone made, you had to play the recorder. I don't know if you had to do that over there. Oh just, yeah, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. The recorder. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the thing, but, and I love music. And I always like went around with my little, uh, like Miller Walkman on listening to all sorts of weird stuff from like, just the theme from the Ghostbusters that we'd taped off the telly to like the planet <laughs> suite, you know? Um, but then when I became a teenager and I started to get into music in, in different ways through like, I discovered, uh, like contemporary music. I used to listen to a lot of old music because of mm-hmm. what my parents used to listen to. And then that kind of got me onto a bit of a, backwards thing then i started to get really into um rock and roll music so I, I think i got a bit down when i was about 15 16 and like was listening to a lot of Radiohead. and uh you know i started writing songs and being in a band with a couple of my close pals but was so nervous about singing i wouldn't do it in front of anybody so uh, it actually took another good friend of mine roping me into a music competition um in front mm-hmm. of the whole school which i didn't know about um and he'd signed me up and was like came to the day and i was just going to support him because he had all this confidence you know to get right, like, right. himself forward for stuff so i'd go like oh i'm gonna go support you do this thing and then he's like oh yeah and you've got to come up and sing and i think it was a crazy little thing called love or something like that he's like i put you down I was oh like, well, my god i had a breakdown <laughs> but i had to do it because the whole school was there so and after that i i kind of started to love it and then then i got into rock and roll again and like start to like go oh what was that music that I used to listen to when I was a kid what made me really happy and then I thought it was rock and roll like who is the biggest person in rock and roll that I can go and buy a cd of from a shop right now and I was like it was Elvis Presley Mm -hmm. I went straight to a shop and bought this Elvis cd and then I just shut myself away forever listening and just listening to music and like trying to copy all these artists that I really liked um and so eventually I had to go to university I left London all my friends and my bands that I had um on my own trying to teach myself the guitar uh so i just started playing in pubs and bars and things trying to get better and lived with a few people fortunately there were better guitar players and writers and more confident than i was so we kind of like bounced back and forth for a few years um yeah and until eventually uh, i got a job in sales and then um uh took an open audition for a uh, theater show got a theater job got a rock and roll band when all that stuff fell apart and then uh, met these guys. I <laughs> <laughs> was, was sort of like condensed, uh, I tried to like wrap up quickly at the end.
0: No, I love that. I know what's funny to me is I've heard the story before, not your story, but obviously where, where someone is very shy or doesn't want to get in front of people and then they end up doing like the school talent show. And that always blows my mind because I would think that would be the most terrifying thing ever because first of all, <laughs> Like high school, middle school kids are awful. They're mean. And then you're in front of all your peers that you're gonna to have to see every day following that. And if you totally screw up, like they're they're gonna know and remember that for like probably ever. They're gonna okay. be known as that kid. I'm and sweating.
2: Then, I'm sweating now. Just right. and then <laughs> um, was like, I don't know. It's crazy to me to think that luckily that first time it went well but like a band that we got together on the back of that thing with this newfound confidence like we've got to get a band together i remember the first gig that we ever did i had i had to play this like note on the electric guitar and i just like got this electric guitar and i was like i can't really even play the guitar at this point <laughs> I was like all you've got to do aj with the band is play this one note and it was like yeah you got two bars and then you come in with that and it was our first big gig as, uh, as a band and uh, everyone started the guys were really cool they were like jamming it they played instruments and i was like yeah here i go all i've got to really do is hit this note and just scream like make some squealing noises and it was so out of tune like but i didn't know what to do as a guitarist like at the time i was like what do you do when your guitar is out of tune keep going i guess So <laughs> just played the whole song and it was it was awful and then yeah that 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 stayed with me as well <laughs>
0: That's funny, but at least it wasn't in front of all the people that you knew growing up, right? I, I mean, if, if it's a bunch of patrons at a bar, it's like, uh, well, they're yeah, exactly. I mean, not, not going to remember thank this. Thank God
2: nothing like that happens anymore. Now we're in a professional band. It's not like we ever make any mistakes on stage. Of course. Stadiums, yeah, they're so, just you know? flawless. <laughs> Those <laughs>
0: days are behind <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, well, Chess, where, did you, where were you born and raised?
3: Um, I was born in, um, in the South, um, in a in a place called Kent um and moved out when I was like 18, moved to London, lived in London for about 10 years. And then similarly recently have moved out of the city and into the back into the country. But I've I've moved north this time. So
0: okay.
3: um so I'm kind of up north now. Um in between in between here and London when yeah when 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 I need to be but um yeah, it's just like I think like you were saying, AJ, it's just this last kind of year and a half has given everyone a bit of time to think and a bit of perspective on like, you know, where you need to be and and really where you need to be and, and um you know where you're happy and what makes you happy. And and sometimes it is just like making that step in in just going. We don't need to be in London. I think also because we're not 18, you know, we're not like we don't right. we're not like living in London going like, yeah, I just want to like do everything. We're kind of like a, bit, a little just a little tiny bit older than that. Um, <laughs> Not much, just a bit. And and so I think that's just we've kind of all gone, you know, we kind of want quality of life over right. like. Right paying a thousand pounds rent to live in a room in London. <laughs> you kind of start to look at it and go, "That's oh, it's not really making me happy anymore. I don't really need to be here. This isn't great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um. so yeah. So we are all, all over the country, literally.
0: I love it. That's oh, yeah. I mean, once you get older, you're like, eh, I don't really need to be, like you said, living in this one, one little room for this much money. It's more like just to go out and um, meet people and just have that experience, and then it's like, okay, I'm done with this. (laughs) Done
3: it. Yeah, Yeah. we we kind of all did it for you know enough time to realize that. Yeah, to realize that we were like, nah.
0: Yeah, sure. sure. Just
3: you just need that little kick, little kick to go to to make the make the move.
0: There you go. And how did how did you get into music, chess?
3: Um, very similarly was like singing from about two. Um and my, I had a really, really great music teacher from a very young age. And she kind of saw that I had quite a natural talent. Um and so I would sing, I would, I was like the lead part in all the school shows from about three, three wow. and a half. Um and only recently found out that apparently all the other parents were really angry about that because of course. I mean, some of them couldn't even talk yet. And I was, I mean, I can talk that well, but I was singing pretty well.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Um, so, um, yeah. And I could just remember lyrics and words like from a really young age, can't remember a script, but can remember lyrics. And words. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, and I just carried on. I've never really known anything else. Um, my family is quite musical my uncles were both in music and kind of singer songwriters and kind of um, producers and they I just grew up around them and around their music and around their influence and we're really like quite a close family and Mm -hmm. and it just seems like I was like oh yeah that's that's what I'll do. Obviously, like I do, I'll do the same thing, even though that it wasn't always a job for them. Like a lot of musicians, it's like, doesn't always make money, but, Mm um, that was, that was kind of all I'd really known. And, um, so when I got to like making a choice of like what I was going to do with my life at however old you are, 16, 18 or whatever, um, I got into like a couple of, a couple of good music schools, Mm-hmm. when I was 16 well I a good music school when I was 16 but I felt too young to move out and to to be doing it so I thought I'd wait until I was 18 and I did my A-levels and I was doing like a lot of performing arts so I, I danced as well from a very young age so I was um doing kind of dance and drama and music and all of that so I got my A-levels and then um got into a went to a really good um, performing arts college to do a degree in musical theater um and it, at the time I mean I was I was playing I taught myself guitar when I was 16 and obviously had all that kind of music mm-hmm. going on but I didn't really see a lane in music at that age. when I was 18 I kind of I was like, I need to, I want to get a degree in something, but I don't know what, and all I can do is sing. (laughs) Literally in my head, I'm going, all I know how to do is sing and and I can dance and act a bit. So, and I got this place and I was like, I've got to go. I think it's just going to be amazing experience. And and I'm really glad I did, even though I've not ended up there, Um, it taught me so much. And actually had I not done that, I probably wouldn't have met these guys because it was through mutual friends that I had, from musical theater that I got introduced to these guys. So, you know, how things just like line up and work sure. out. You just, um, so yeah, so um, I, did, I, I did one show out of college and then met the band. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was about 20, I think it was 24 when I met you guys.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I turned this- 30 last year, so.
0: Happy birthday. And did you, (laughs) did, was this your first band then? Cause you're from that theater world. Wow.
3: Yeah, it was. And um, I'd done like open mics and I'd like, so I was teaching like my friend's guitar and it was, but it was all very like low key. And I was just like playing at like little open mics and just singing like little covers of things and little songs that I'd written myself. And like, cause I'd started that when I was about 16. So I carried on doing that alongside, um, alongside my training.
0: Okay, so you were so, writing songs earlier than yeah. You joined the band. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then it just, I mean, uh, I said it to the guys at the time, and, like, they'll, they'll remember it and say the same thing. But when we first met as a band, it was so crazy because we'd all got to certain different points in our lives, but we'd all got to a point where we were, like, need something else, need to do something, like, something you know something's going to change something needs to change we're all working x y and z jobs to stay in London and pay extortionate rent and um and uh when we met and we started singing together it was just like something really really weird something really strange that I find really hard to explain and put into words but I remember leaving and ringing my dad and he was like how was it and I was like oh, it's a dad, it's so weird. It's like, we've known each other ages, but we haven't. And like whatever happened, we just have to go and do it again because it was really good. And so that was kind of what, that was where we left it. And we were like, all right, well, we'll see you again on this day at this time. Yeah, okay, cool. And so it just, we just kept on going back because whatever was happening was feeling really good and, mm-hmm. and like working for some reason, even though we were complete strangers.
0: Wow. Well, so was the band already going? Uh, Tara, you and AJ were already playing and then Chess, you joined with them or how did did the whole thing kind of come together?
1: So there was a a guy who was in the band to start with and me and him had met at a gig we'd done a few years before. And so then we'd kind of caught up and said like, do you want to do some music? Like, are you still writing? Are you still doing stuff? And so we were introduced to AJ and Chess. um, But like, I only like had a very kind of it was one of those kind of passing loose connections with this other guy and um so the first time that we had all met was in was you know in that front room the very very first time and all we'd done is one of us I don't remember who it was had written a song and or maybe we'd shared sort of different stuff that we were writing and so we'd all kind of come in and listened and been like oh hey how are you and I remember those like first like kind of judging people not judging but reading people in the room and being like is this is this gonna work like what do you like like what is this what is this because like when you see it will happen I'm sure but when you see us together um like a lot of our a lot of our sort of found that you know friends and family and management are like you'd never put you guys together like in a hundred years like you wouldn't see those guys and be like those three, they would have been best friends at school. They would have like, we're all so different. And there's some kind of beauty in that that we have never never questioned. kind of questioned. Mm-hmm. Because I do remember that so clearly, Jess, that I remember singing and I had AJ on, and the other guy was not really a singer, he was a guitarist. So it's that, that kind of kindred, that, that space that we shared. I do. It was the three of us. And I had AJ to one side of me and chest to the other. And I just felt like they were in my head. Like we we'd had this song and we were singing it, but there was only a melody part, you know, whatever it was. It was probably someone being like, this is how my song goes. Just like that. And um, So we, we. I love been... the
0: fact that you have this keyboard in front of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just prepared at any point.
0: But, I love um, it.
1: And what was so cool was that, you know, like I decide to take my melody, the harmony I was doing higher and Chess would follow and AJ would and then AJ would take it somewhere else. And it was just this really wonderful shared headspace that, you know, I, I still can't understand or quantify, but it, it still happens now. Even we had a rehearsal last week and even down to like the way we breathe, it's like you kind of, you breathe together, but in this like, this really weird, it's hard to explain which makes it really poor for a podcast um but
0: <laughs> it's something you had to experience in person
1: but it's been it was really cool and i, I you know I, I sang with my sister growing up. my whole first time you know i've sung with loads of people my the only thing much like the guys the only thing i've ever been any good at is singing like literally nothing else and um. I you know and I've I've sung with loads of people and I've never ever got close to what I have with these two it's bonkers um and it's really cool
0: that is so cool so you all met kind of through mutual friends then that kind of took you all together and then once this practice happens is does Wandering Hearts uh form pretty soon after that because it's like oh we got it we have to just keep doing this this is going to be a band
2: well kind of wasn't it but we um we were, because we were all doing different things we were all um at the time we were trying to just grab any opportunity that we could when we knew we were going to be around or at least like we'd set a date and just go guys rehearsal then. but you know we were we were you know sometimes we're in different parts of the world and and we'd be communicating and um basically as soon as we'd i think it was maybe it was the second rehearsal where we got together and recorded this song. we you recorded a song, and just put it onto uh, SoundCloud. And it was, yeah, it was something crazy. It was less than half an hour. It was something like 26 minutes, I think. Ridiculous, like stays with us because it was so bonkers at the time. Um, Uploaded it and then a short time later, we got a message from our, from our management saying, um, hey, just found your stuff on SoundCloud, like I used to work for Sony and like I'm, you know, look like, just looking around like I've run a you know, management company and blah, blah and let's have a chat. And we were like first, you know, you'd kinda of go, Ha oh, right, okay, what is this? <laughs> They're gonna we're gonna meet in a crowded place and, yeah uh, so this uh, is somebody
0: that just had heard what a, a few songs that you guys had recorded and threw and up on literally SoundCloud?
2: Just gone soundcloud like looking for music and 26 minutes uh, like after we had uploaded this us just practicing a song for our sake just to have a record of it really more than anything else he'd just found it and gone oh <laughs> I just found this then uh, at that point like that then started us like having to think about you know, approaching record labels to get deals and like publishing and stuff. Once that started happening, like we all started to like go, "Oh right, okay, this is a thing." Like whatever else we're doing, like okay, guys, like it, we. It's, I think it suddenly started to become very apparent that that was going to be a, a our job and our, our career. And so, like, yeah, at that point, everything kind of drew us in. But it was uh, we were all over the shop for about a year, mm. um just trying to get time when we could that we were all in the same place in the same country for long enough um so we didn't get that many rehearsals in, in the mm-hmm. early days that's why it was like the second rehearsal we're like guys we've got to record this song you know
0: well so but i mean after you get this meeting was that didn't just make you guys go okay this is something real we should pursue this or was that i think this, it was that wasn't just to, it? like sorry
1: yeah, I'm mean, to especially to start with we were just so genuinely concerned that this man that had messaged us was a predator because we were just <laughs> like we were like What's the chances that you have, that you've (laughs) done this, that we were just like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I remember being so cynical and being like, because how many, you know, we all know so many astoundingly kind, wonderful, skilled musicians who have never been given a record deal or who have never been able to have the opportunity to make music in, in a way that, they didn't have to have another job. So what, so what, we we meet and it's like, we're good, but like, are we that good, I'm not sure. Um, so it's so, like, you know, you meet and you're going, to have somebody go, I really believe in this. I, I don't know, it, it just felt a little bit, maybe we were a, a little bit jaded, but it felt a little bit too good to be true. And then, you know, when we met him, really nice man, still our manager, like love him very dearly. Um, it's, you know, it it led to all these wonderful things. And and I, I hear so many people talk about their management and go like, not their management, but in general, they'll say, you know, oh you know, I don't know, management's a bit dodgy. Our management, we would not be where we are now with, without them. They are the the biggest part of our team, without question. They're they they're huge. Um, so, but, I, but to start with, we didn't know that they were absolute legends. So I just was concerned that maybe they were going to try and <laughs> kidnap Chess. So I was, yes. you know, just protecting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like when we get together, like as a as individuals that are getting to know each other, especially when you're getting your band together most of the time like those early days we're all sharing horror stories you know and like our experience of the industry so far and and hence why we're all so jaded (laughs) i think and sharing this like collective cynicism that we had all acquired (laughs) over like years of like banging what felt like your heads against walls um so like i think we're all kind of like probably built each other up a bit to like expect the worst (laughs) Well, yeah, I
0: mean, it's so hard to make it right. And then to have something happen like that, where you just put a practice up and then 26 minutes later, somebody's already messaging you from like a legit, like a legit person saying, Hey, I want to reach out. Like, I could see how you're like, uh, okay. Like, is this a bot of some like (laughs) creep that just like finds people online? Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's wild. So you obviously take the meeting, and it's not uh, with a with a predator, which is good. And yes,
3: yeah, as, as Tara <laughs> said, he 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 is our uh, he is still our manager. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, we um well, kind of from there, um, it kind of snowballed and and it all moved quite quickly. From once once we'd kind of like the guy said, we were kind of all over the place doing other jobs and trying to kind of tie up tie up those kind of loose ends because we'd taken contracts for other things and mm-hmm. so we kind of had to see all of that through before we could fully kind of commit but obviously you know when it comes to like deals and stuff that all does take quite a long time anyway so it was a kind of year a year probably um of you know lining all of those things up um and yeah within that year we signed we signed to Deca Records and signed a publishing deal and um, we're writing our first album. And, yeah, we, we kind of, we didn't have time to stop and think about what was going on because it all literally happened so quickly. And we were kind of thrown in at the deep end, really, like none, none of us having really signed a major record deal before and um, to that scale. Um, so uh, we were learning on the job um but it was great fun it was great fun having having each other to you know bounce off of and 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 also having having a team that we really trusted because you know there is there are some traps there is always traps in the music industry that you don't sure. want to fall into and um and so we, we had amazing guidance and, you know, we had amazing people around us. And we built our team of people that we just loved, um, you know, going to like agents and, you know, we, um, yeah, we just started to kind of expand and, and build on that. Um, and, um, yeah, and then we started, I guess, I don't know what happened. I don't know what came first. Did we, I think we made the record and put the record out and then we started touring.
2: That is that yeah, that's it. Yeah, because we had um I think when we first started getting together and when we um when we got signed to Decca, we had made a demo of this song, which we were like, This is gonna be a single. Mm-hmm. Like i um, we're pretty sure of that. And um, Decca really liked it and they really liked the production on it. Um and basically just kind of got a green light to go ahead and make make this make this record of songs that were kind of in keeping with it. Mm-hmm. basically yeah. that kind of fit that 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 mold and um it was at a point really obviously we we were a new band we were getting to know each other we hadn't toured really we hadn't played many shows at all uh so uh we we had to get out on the road and figure the songs out you know <laughs> mm-hmm. after having recorded them which was which was a weird way of doing it but um it, it really helped inform our sound going forward for like for us for live shows for recording the second album mm-hmm. um and everything really so it was uh
0: it was all part of the process you, so what what year was it because you put the record out one 2018 so you haven't been a band for a whole well, lot of years right
1: yeah yeah i do know and you said that then and you were you know did we put the record out and then we tour and i was thinking about this all the weird stuff that happened so you're right the album came out in the end of January beginning of February 2018 but one of the first gigs we got um off the back of our wonderful agent was um they said oh Tom Petty is going to be playing Hyde Park um <laughs> with Stevie Nicks and the Lumineers and um, we didn't have an album out then guys and I totally had forgotten yeah, and so yeah. that we week- that weekend we we on the Saturday, on the Sunday we supported Tom Petty and and Stevie Nicks. Um, but the Saturday, but the day before that, we supported Brian Adams at Cornbury Festival. And that was all that was all before an album came out. So like just thinking about that utter baptism of fire, like that's that's yeah so 2018 that album came out but we played those festivals the the well thank god because we've had a quiet 18 months so
0: right but i mean Uh, to play with four legends right out the gate i mean that's pretty pretty impressive at that time 2018 the lumineers were huge i'm sure because they still had hey ho out yeah 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 and i mean obviously tom petty and stevie nicks that's just crazy i remember they did that tour um they came through the states that
1: was his last that was the last uk that was the last european date he did before he before he passed away oh my gosh wow
0: my wife and i had a chance to see him like a month or two before he passed away too it was he played this festival and we're from San Diego, California, but we moved to Nashville. Um, but uh, he played this thing called Kaboo. It's like a, it was a newer festival. They put it kind of on the water. It's a, it was really rad, um, but he headlined it and we saw him and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, he doesn't look that good. Like, but it, it wasn't like a thought in my mind until after the fact, you know what I mean? But mm. he still sounded great. We, <laughs> and like to, we, we to see him, was- I mean, to play with him
1: we thought the same he um there was a, there was a camera from behind him that i don't think he realized was on and mm. he was on a lot of painkillers i think at the time and he just i remember him do you guys remember he just kept turning around when, like you'd
2: see the kind of like expression change when he thought he wasn't well we,
0: we oh. yeah so he, he turn and grimacing. kind of act like he, everything's great and then he turned back kind wow. of around yeah. to... a
2: guy just literally like on his shoulder, basically, that was kind of like staying out of his field of view, but like filming, like with a kind of like steady cam on the stage mm-hmm. and like, just getting stuff like that. And I think he just, as a result of that, like he, cause he hadn't been in his view, he probably hadn't registered. He was there, but he was just like getting all this, like, Oh, look at him playing guitar close up. And like, right, right. so I would catch these moments where he would turn away and be like be just be a little bit and be like, oh, yeah.
0: shit, yeah. that's awful. That's awful. I mean, but to say you guys played with him, I mean, that something incredible incredible, like you said like the show was fantastic
3: and that was like the so that so 2018 was like so much happened that year obviously like put the record out and but then we did um we did a big headline
1: tour at the end of 2018 Mm -hmm. but was it before that it must have been before that when we met marty 2017 so the album came out in January 2018 um so 2017 was the BST year so the Nashville big thing would have been that summer 2018 after the album
0: Oh you guys came to Nashville and did a it did a big thing
1: Would that be the year oh, Now green. I'm trying to remember oh, I can't timelines.
2: I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> Let's Look at the poster
3: Look at the poster, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 2018, oh. June 8th, yeah. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> you you
0: guys are so prepared with all your stuff, I love it. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, so that would have been, that was our first, so our first international show that we played was at the Ryman Auditorium. Was oh, okay. This, was this um, the Late Night Jam? Marty Stewart's Late Night Jam. I want to see
2: this again. I love this. I'll, I'll, just,
3: I'll just read you the, uh, the lineup. Um So it was yeah. Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives, Chris Stapleton, John Prime, Margot Price, Dale Jett, Connie Smith, Gary Mule Deer, The Wandering Hearts, Roger McGinn and Chris Hillman, the grand old Opry Square dancers.
0: Oh my gosh. That was a night. <laughs> that is a night. Wow. Yeah. That's like so many leg- Nashville legends on that lineup too. I mean, yeah. Wow.
3: So we oh, did that. Wow. That was the first show. And then that one that Tara was showing you was the second. That was the second, the grand where well, that was when we played the Grand Old Opry for the first time.
0: That's great cr- That I means so many bands would kill to play the Grand Old Opry and the, to write out the game, yeah. you guys got to do
3: it. So all thanks to Marty Stewart. I mean, we, were, yeah. we supported him on tour over here um, when he was touring here. And he was like, basically just came into our dressing room after a um, sound check when we were in, in um, Gateshead. And he said um, he said to us, have you guys heard of the Grand Old Opry? And we were like, well, yeah. He was like, have you heard of Ryman? we were like, yeah. He was like, um, have you heard of Graceland? And we were like, yeah, yeah. All of, all of those things we have heard of. Yeah. sure. He was like, you know, I'm playing some shows there next year. Like I'd love for you guys to come out or like this year, whenever it was, can't remember. Um, and we were like, well my God, that would be amazing. But obviously not really believing it until and like even when we were on the plane, we're going, This isn't real, this isn't happening. It's not this is away. this mm. someone's pulling up like someone's having us on, like this isn't this really isn't happening. <laughs> um but yeah, so with all thanks to Marty Stewart, really, he's been such a huge champion of ours and has really taken us under his wing and just every opportunity that he's had to support us, he's been there. Mm-hmm. Um and and continues to and continues to do so and it's very cool because he's not not only wrote wrote a song on our new album with connie oh, smith Oh, okay um he actually is on the track as well playing wow. guitar and mandolin and we went to the cash cabin in hendersonville to record it
0: that is amazing i was gonna yeah. i, I want to talk to you about the new record i'm curious to know like put it, that second album you guys put out in 2019 was that something that they always say like the sophomore record is the make it or break it record. Was that even a thought in your mind at all when you're putting the album out? Or did you just like, because everything was kind of happening so quickly, it wasn't even a thought.
3: No, not simply. Was that, was that the EP you mean? Oh, the
0: Deluxe. Uh, Oh, the Deluxe. Deluxe, Deluxe. the The Wild Silence. I think
3: we'd basically, we'd written so many songs to that first album that it just made sense to, to to, tap like, add some more songs and do and do a deluxe because like we had we had more songs to, okay. to to go with it um so yeah it did kind of make sense but again you know one of those things that people tell you that that's a good thing to do so you kind of go okay hey, cool okay. like let's do that
1: we'll
0: Great, add some more songs good. and yeah put it okay yeah. okay okay
1: yeah, yeah. And more- still- oh sorry age no, no no go you- ahead everybody go I was just gonna say I, like but in my head, I don't know about you guys like that just all feels like it's still album one, like yeah the, yeah the, yeah then the other one that like, still feels like that was like wild silence was like their first album, right. and then like this is like album two like that's okay. that's how i that's how I would see it uh, yeah,
2: it's weird actually, because of the extended thing, like we did have to do like there was obviously more work and more recording that went into it, but it didn't feel like the same thing as like the first album being like this is the album we had written like a lot of other songs that were they were probably like quite in keeping like they fit in the similar we were in a similar headspace when we were writing those as we were writing some of the songs that went like made the album originally but um Mm. i think because of that like it fitting together really well and like timing wise our sound had progressed a little bit since the the first album had been recorded like we'd said like we'd played a few more shows by this point so it gave us an opportunity to kind of put some of the material that we'd brought together but in a way that we had been working on since we'd started playing out a bit more and and getting more more experience playing live so that in a way it was a sort of like um a sort of wild silence point point five or whatever they do when they do like updates you know
3: Um. yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: Well, okay. So, where were you guys at when the whole pandemic hit? Because the did the, the EP came out this year, right? Earlier this year. 2021? Yeah. So we've
3: released we've released about five five songs so far from from this from this new album. Um. So, obviously, the plan was supposed to release it. We were supposed to release it last year. Um. Uh-huh. But all of that changed, and like everything else, we've kind of just got, gone with the flow a little bit because we've had to. Um, but I think it's all going to work out. Hopefully, hopefully, going to work out really well for us. Um, we've um, we yeah. So we finished recording the album in March 2020. Oh, and we wow. recorded it in in Woodstock, in upstate New York, in the Catskill Mountains. And we had about a month of touring off the back of that in in the U.S. So we had loads of shows planned, loads of shows booked. So we kind of started those shows. And then um, the president at the time told us that we had to leave. um, Otherwise, we'd be stuck there. (laughs) So um, we had to we had to fly home. We were in Nashville when when we, we flew home. We were kind of we'd based ourselves in Nashville and we were just flying to the shows that we had to do because we okay. weren't sure we weren't kind of sure what the next thing was we weren't sure if we were going to be able to play the next show or not so we played as many as we we I think we got managed like three shows after after recording um and then we had to fly home so um which was such a shame um but we finished the record which was the main thing
0: yeah. so okay um, so the songs that you've been releasing there's like five or six songs that are out now and those are all going to be on the new record Got it? Yeah, okay, I kind of confused okay i was gonna confuse myself i know it,
3: it calls itself an ep i think on like spotify on spotify stuff, when i like, was looking
0: at it i'm like oh it just, okay
3: yeah yeah it calls it an ep but they're, they're just all singles like <clears throat> that we've released from this new record
0: got it so the record was recorded in march 2020 yeah and then you were gonna do a big what release and tour and that kind of all came crashing yeah down. but we
1: had we had um we like we'd finally like we spent a bit of time in austin as like normal people like watching like austin city limits and um we got the call to be like yeah guys you've got so many gigs at south by southwest like you're gonna be going there then oh, you've yeah. got these that was, like, like the big same-
0: one that got canceled first right yeah,
1: it was the first one yeah. and we were like we were supporting larkin poe on tour so we had like <laughs> gigs across like la and san francisco and we had like festivals in tampa and so and it was like we would had a bit of a, a kind of a, a lot a slower year the year before trying to get the producer we wanted um trying to get this album up so we were like do you know what 2020 this is our year <laughs> um, we we knew it we knew it, no so one's like, the it. album was like finished absolutely in march. no one's year no one's year it was finished in march and we were like gonna have this like amazing like Three, four months in the States, come back, put the record out, do the small tour, headline these like amazing venues in the UK. And then instead we were like, so cool. So we're going to. Push back the album. And I remember being so mad when South By was the first one to get cancelled and we were like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We're still going to go. We're still going to go. So we'd all decided, (laughs) like all these musicians that we knew. um, There was like a whole underground South by Southwest that was was going to happen anyway.
2: Oh,
3: really? Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, right, guys, we're going. We're going to make it. We're in America. We might as well try. Like, let's just try it. Let's try and go.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't heard this yeah. story. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah I was like, setting up all these like things going, look, we're not affiliated with South by Southwest anymore, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to still host all the acts. And everyone's like, <laughs> right, it's still happening, unofficially. <laughs> and then like, yeah. just in the last minute, the word comes out that actually, like, it's a severe health risk to like... <laughs> yeah. <everyone> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs>
1: I think it was the, the, I think it's the, I'm not very good with like American politics, but I feel like it was like the governor of Austin, whoever's in charge of Austin, basically. He mm-hmm. said like, I'm shutting Austin down. So like the, South by May, was it the mayor?
0: The mayor, the governor would be the whole state of Texas, but oh. they, they're pretty lax. I mean, for a. Quickly after the fact, but
1: well, the the mayor. I remember he was like the first person. I think in America that, but like one of the first ones, and he just shut Austin down. And he mm-hmm. was just like, I, you know, so we would. I remember just being like, this is so unreasonable. This is so You're like, okay, what else can we do? What other shows can we
3: come play? <laughs> just um, it didn't at the time. It didn't seem. It didn't no. seem that bad. Like. Where it did like everyone back home was going. You guys have to come home. Like things are getting really bad. It's getting really uh, scary. Like you can't even buy toilet roll. And we were like, what? No. It's what like, a weird it's thing fine. for everything
0: to go away. I was like, I don't, I don't know. That still blows my like, mind. Who
3: bulk, though. who bulk buys toilet roll? Well, now we know.
0: Like everyone needs <laughs> um, to go. Right. <laughs> There's other um, things. <laughs> yeah.
1: but, but we yeah. were in, like, Tampa. We were in Tampa playing mm. the week before the, all the borders shut. We played a gig. and We played a big festival in Tampa. There was definitely hugging. We played a, a, casino, like a casino in
2: Connecticut.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Nah. It was before all that was, like, a thing, you know, and then suddenly mm-hmm. you go, oh, oh. Uh-oh. When you start to see people with masks on at the airport on the way, like on the way back, and like hand sanitizer pumps becoming a thing, and you're going, "Really? Is this? What's happening now? Like, what the hell?" Yeah, I remember
3: I started to get a bit scared when we flew home because I saw other people freaking out about flying. Like, people were freaking out. Like wearing, like, like kind of homemade, like hazmat suits, like, just like apps and like gloves, like everything. And I was like, oh my God, is this like really bad? This is actually quite bad. Why are people like, why are people freaking out so much? And then it was it like, was yeah, we got. It was
0: scary in the beginning. I mean, that was, their- then we, yeah, it yeah. was really scary. Then we
3: got, then we got home and, and it was like, yeah. yeah totally and we got home and it was yeah that was it It shut everything shut down like two days two days later I think we went into lockdown
0: Oh, so, are you guys? It. You're not as locked. You're. Are you still locked down there? Because I look. I'm uh, only oh, to talking to about this. Today Oh, today! is
3: Freedom, freedom Day. Day.
1: Apparently wow. Co- apparently, COVID COVID's gone away today here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I heard it was. I heard it was epic yesterday. I'm glad it all shut down today. <laughs> it went away today. Oh yeah, it's
2: all free. Everything's open. No <laughs> false and saw- virus. Yeah, I saw that-
3: like I saw a meme I think it was in Instagram and it was like hey guys any anyone got any idea what time the pandemic finishes today <laughs> 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 it's yeah. like it's yeah. I mean the cases here of like going nuts with this new variant and all of a sudden oh, they're yeah. like we're like oh but we're allowed to Go yeah. and do
1: stuff now. So but like there's people I listen on the radio, I went somewhere and that some girl was like, I'm so excited that nightclubs are open. I'll be there at the nightclubs tonight. I'm gonna tell my kids that, you know, after sixteen months of no nightclubs, I was there and I'm like, Oh man, like your just- kids
2: don't give a shit
0: about yeah. <laughs> your kids are gonna be so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah it opened up, up little- here. Like, a, I mean, Nashville opened up like two months ago. It was a lot different. And then, but the rest of the states opened up, I think last month, like in July, June 15th, mm-hmm. I believe it was like the big Freedom Day for you. <laughs> You're July 19th. Freedom Day.
1: <laughs> what a joke. Well, <laughs> so you guys, because Nashville's had a bit of a hard, I mean, you guys have had a hard time on top of the pandemic with lots of stuff that's been going on too, oh, yeah. right? We so- had a
0: bombing on like on uh, Christmas Day. Eve? Yeah. i think it was christmas yeah. day christmas day and then the, we've just had tornadoes like, t- tearing through here and um
3: yeah I we, mean, were I'm there, south. we were there a few days after the last like big tornado so we kind of yeah. saw it we, for the
1: first time kind of saw it all when
0: <laughs> it 24. like smashed east nashville yeah 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 yeah, yeah the i know basement
1: east just the basement east was flattened we got there mm-hmm. like the yeah. day after and The people we were going to stay with, their house had been so severely damaged. Um, AJ's got got like one of his best friends is out there, and his their their house was damaged, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, they got off quite luckily though. But like uh, every time, there's been one. Like I've always kind of like you do, you know, you message your pals, like and go like, what the what's the crack? What's going on? And. Pretty much, they, he's been super lucky, and most of the time it's like, "Oh no, we escaped that one, escaped that one." This time they had like a bit, a bit of damage, but still like got off very, very lightly compared to a lot of other people. So. Yeah. That's
0: good, yeah, because there's like a alley, tornado alley, that kind of runs through East Nashville. We're, my family and I were south, like straight south of Nashville, mm-hmm. so it, we kind of miss the, 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 the thing. I mean, they'll, they'll come by, and you're like pretty scared. I mean, it's a thing, but it hasn't gotten close enough. For us yet. I mean, knock on wood, mm. but um, mm. I know it's East Nashville gets always gets hammered pretty hard when it comes to that. Stuff, yeah. So. Mm. But well, that's all exciting. You guys are get to tour. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you're really excited for that. What coming up the end of next month, about a month away?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're just kind of starting to get ourselves geared up for rehearsals um for that, which is really fun um and we're hoping to kind of do it's been really tough like getting the momentum after like losing after like the last 18 months like we'd spent the last kind of couple of years building this momentum to Mm -hmm. for this album like the whole like it was all built towards this album Mm
1: -hmm.
3: so it's been really tough having lost that momentum but um literally there's nothing, nothing, nothing we can do. And so many people are in the same position, but we're really, really lucky that, um, that we've like, we've had, we've got amazing fans that have just been so supportive and we've got an amazing team that have stuck by us and supported us. So we're super, super excited to do this tour, um, August, September, and we're fingers crossed going to be out coming out to the States if we can get out there before the end of the year. Awesome. Um, so we'll, we're, we're well, we're trying. I mean, there's currently it doesn't look like we're going to be able to get a visa, um, so or any visas. Not not the Tara needs one. She could come. She's got an American passport. Yeah, Ameri- she could come
1: out.
0: American yeah. dad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I'll,
1: I'll just play my very average piano <laughs> and, some <tambourines> and sing. <laughs> yeah, but um, really
3: so we're let me do that. we're doing that. We're we hope we're hoping we'll get out for, for at least for a bit. Um, towards the maybe september october time um all being well and then yeah we've got a couple more really exciting things to announce coming up awesome. um yeah so it's like it's exciting it's nerve-wracking but it's really exciting to ha- to be getting that kind of buzz back again and mm. be getting back in the room and and you know speaking to people again and
0: that's it's exciting. exciting. Well, I ho- can't wait till you guys come back out here to the States. That'll be exciting. And I appreciate you all for being here today and talking with me. I Thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah. I have one more question for you all before I let you go though. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you have to, uh, the, the big thing I think m- more than anything is try and, Try and tap into what makes you you, and what makes you individual. I think what, I think nowadays is you know everyone has an opinion that they want to share, and they say you know this is really of the moment, and this is kind of what you should be doing. But if you think back to like what AJ was saying about his love of Elvis, like that probably wasn't cool at the time. Like Chess grew up listening to Simon and Garfunkel. Like that probably wasn't cool at the time, but that stuff and those, those kind of subtle influences are the stuff that when people listen to us, they go, you guys are really cool. I can't put my finger on what am I, what am I listening to? But you're not listening to a kind of, a generic idea of what you should sound like you, you know we've never the three of us have never sat there and gone like what should we sound like and people have gone well could you not be a bit more country or could you not be a bit more this and we're like we just are what we are and mm-hmm. and if you really kind of hone in on that and and own that there's something in that that can't be replicated and i think in that in those idiosyncrasies and those things that make you you is is really the beauty of what you're doing so i think my advice to anyone doing it is like do what you do um and just keep working at it because it's that like ten thousand hour rule isn't it it's like mm-hmm. you just yeah. you have to keep on you have to keep being resilient um and don't try and, and be something else
2: i love
3: it and
1: and find good
3: management
2: because
3: honestly to... that it like that's the stuff anyone that's like looking to Agreed. get into it you need someone that you can trust on your side yeah there's lots of really bad ones out there
2: there are <laughs> so um, yeah yeah I, 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 i'd add to that and just say like if you are somebody that like because some people obviously like prefer doing it on their own like as well and they do like they can manage to do it and it blows my mind how they do it when they don't have like a whole team behind them um because we like we were kind of all new to this when when this all started and and that's one of the great things that about being in this band you know we were learning together uh, going like do you understand what that means <laughs> do you understand why this is important you know why do you have to do this but um, and that was really great but for people that do it on their own like I I, I have so much admiration but I think if you uh, as long as you um you know what it is or you you find the thing that. that yeah. The, the reason that got you into something or like the thing that makes you the most passionate about it um is the thing to like always go back to that and always like explore that further and just play to your strengths and try and, and work on your weaknesses and i think like if you can do that and just always think about what it is you love about it and what it is that makes you want to share that that's you can't you can't go too far wrong and hey just keep, just keep trying <laughs> i love it